My name is Anthony Fatsis and welcome to the What The Finance podcast, where we interview finance, trading, investing experts to help you understand current market trends and learn about the intricacies of new and existing assets. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are pointing to a weakening economy. Um, uh, the banks are not really in great shape. We're seeing uh, consumers uh, with heavy debt. Credit card bills are uh, above a trillion I think U.S. savers, uh, their savings are supposed to go uh, negative uh, next year. Here in the U.K. as well, our growth is anemic. We've got, I think GDP was up 0.6 on the year. And I would say the way they manipulate the uh, inflation data, it makes it look better. Our deficits here are not maybe not as big as in the U.S., but they're still running government deficits. Taxation is the highest in 70 years. So, yeah, they, they want us to believe everything is fun. The economy is okay. But uh, maybe for the you know top 1% or 10% of the people that are uh, benefiting from this fiat currency financialization system, it might be okay. But I think for the, the general public, people on uh, fixed in- income, especially pensioners, they're feeling um, the pain, I think, uh, with the cost of living crisis continue to uh, weigh uh, on them. Um, we're told that inflation has come down, but here as well, uh, the ONS has uh, changed the way they, they count it. Uh, are we really supposed to believe that prices are only rising by 3 or 4%? Uh, I don't. On this episode of the What the Finance podcast, I have the pleasure of welcoming on Mario Ineco. Uh, so, Mario, thanks so much for joining the podcast today. You're welcome. It's uh, nice to be here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our conversation because a lot's happened since we last spoke, uh, sort of about six months ago. Um, and I think the economy has held up quite a lot better than everyone's thought, or at least it seems that way. Uh, so, so, what are you currently watching, I guess, in the economy and in the markets at the moment? Yeah, I guess the US economy. Um, is uh, statistically doing well, mainly because they, they're doing a, a lot of deficit spending. And, and uh, GDP uh, is usually calculated uh, in a way that uh, they add government spending to it. So I, I think it's a, a bit of a artificial thing. And, and the other thing is the stock markets seem to be doing well. And people think that when the stock markets are doing well, the economy is doing well. But I think uh, there's a lot of things that are pointing to a weakening economy. Um, uh, the banks are not really in great shape. We're seeing uh, consumers uh, with heavy debt. Credit card bills are uh, above a trillion. I think U.S. savers, uh, their savings are supposed to go uh, negative uh, next year here in the U.K. as well. Our growth is anemic. We've got, I think GDP was up 0.6 on the year. And I would say the way they manipulate the uh, inflation data, it makes it look better. Our deficits here are not maybe not as big as in the US, but they're still running government deficits. Taxation is the highest in 70 years. So yeah, they, they want us to believe everything is fun. The economy is okay. But uh Maybe for the you know top one or ten percent of the people that are uh, benefiting from this fiat currency financialization system, it might be okay. But I think for the 
the general public, people on uh, fixed inc- income, especially pensioners, they're feeling um, the pain, I think, uh, with the cost of living crisis continue to uh, weigh uh, on them. Um, we're told that inflation has come down, but here as well, uh, the ONS has uh, changed the way they, they count it. Uh, are we really supposed to believe that prices are only rising by 3 or 4%? Uh, I don't. And I think that uh, for things to get back to where they were before 2020, we'd have to see um, negative CPI. So that uh, the pound in our pockets buy still would go back to buying what they used to. So yeah, that's the way I see it. Okay, that makes sense. I know they've actually changed how they uh, measure GDP as well. So I don't know if that's having an impact on in the US potentially that they're uh, they've changed that so now it's looking like they're growing a lot. Yeah, I saw a headline I think recently that they're going to experiment with that in the UK. I'm not sure about the US, but I definitely know they changed the way they calculate CPI back in May 2022 and it's had a pretty significant impact on the data. For example, from 1997 to 2020 uh, the CPI averaged 2.7%. Uh, and now if you go back to the Bank of England calculator, and they have to use the new methodology, it only averages 1.9. And it makes it seem like the Bank of England actually uh, did a good job in keeping uh, CPI below their target, which is totally uh, a lie. I'm, I'm sorry to say. Uh, of course, they're not going to call it a lie. They're just going to say that they changed the methodology. Yeah, it sounds like them. Have you been surprised maybe by how markets have held up and uh, the economy has seemed to hold up? Or is it just sort of what you're saying that as they run massive deficits, it's going to keep keep things moving, at least in the short term? Yeah, I mean, recently uh, bonds uh, rallied. They have rallied in the last month, so that's helped the financial markets, stock markets a bit. But um, if you look at uh, the uh, indices like the S and P, apparently, uh, and I don't follow them, you know, that closely. But there's only a few stocks that done have done really well. These magnificent seven. So the S&P is up about 16% on the year. It seems good. But if you look at uh, another index, which is like the MSCI world, uh, not world, but uh, weight traded index for equities, it's only up like 1% or 2% this year. It's not up that much. So, um, yeah, again, you know, uh, things don't seem to be, you know, the the headlines and the indices seem to be pointing to things being good, but I don't think they are that much. And uh, I don't think it's over for interest rates in, in terms of going up. They, they have stabilized and come off, but um, I, I've been saying, you know, for for years now, that I, I think we're in a bear market for bonds so that interest rates will keep going up or yields will keep going up higher. Uh, and what we're seeing now is just a correction, I think, in the bear market. Okay, so then that would mean that inflation's r- remaining high. But I guess, as you said, they're changing how CPI is measured. So maybe it's, will it have to be actual CPI remains high for bond yields to continue to rise or could it be you know the inflation that maybe isn't captured by cpi 
Well, you know, that's the other thing I always talk about, and you probably have heard me say that inflation is really not the CPI. It's the, um, uh, you know, the creation of currency and credit. And if you look at M1 and M2 in the US, they have come off uh, in the last year and a half. But from 2020, uh, we're still at uh, massively above uh, those levels. So uh, there's still inflation in the system. Um, I, I guess CPI is what people look at, the bond markets. So if we have a turnaround, uh, maybe in uh, energy or other uh, components of CPI, if they turn back up, we could see uh, you know, CPI go back up in terms of the rate of growth, and, and that could impact bonds. But uh, I'm not sure what, what, what it's going to do, but I, I just don't think that um, we're... Uh, you know, we're going to go back to uh, the environment uh, where uh, bond yields keep going lower and lower. Uh, I think it's going to be the other way. And we could still drop a little further, but uh, the direction is higher. And, but uh, yeah, what will drive the CPI is is uh, difficult to say, but uh, there's a lot of liquidity, as I said. And with yields going down as well, that encourages uh, financial institutions to uh, leverage more, and that creates more uh, liquidity in the system, and uh, that that will result in more and more, um, you know, uh, money out there. I would say. Okay, that makes sense. So, did you see? Because I guess a lot of people are saying that the economy is potentially going towards a recession. Um, is that something you see? Do you think maybe we're already in a recession? I mean, I think it was in 2022, the U U.S. economy or, yeah, was in a recession the first two quarters, but they changed the definition. Um, yeah, the 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 markets uh, definitely seem to be saying that, you know, with the drop in yields, not just long-term yields, you know, two-year yield has dropped a lot. And um, with uh, some of the economic indicators now looking weaker. Um, yeah, it, it's possible, but it's also an election year in the US and in the UK next year. So you can bet that uh, despite the fact that the, the Fed's been, you know, relatively, you know, tight uh, of late, they're still doing QT. You can bet that um, maybe um, the um, Congress or the White House, they'll push for more fiscal spending. Uh, because I, I think that's one of the reasons why the, econ the economies have kept going. So anything's possible. They can fudge the numbers as well. Uh, again, we could have negative GDP for two quarters, but they could uh, change the unemployment numbers and say, look, unemployment is still low. That's what they did in 2022. So we, we don't have really a recession. Uh, but I think it's kind of irrelevant. Uh, I just think uh, the general population is suffering. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Biden said the other day he blamed the uh, companies, you know, corporations for keeping prices too high. He said, "Wow, you know, inflation has come off, so you need to cut prices." But in my book, uh, the only people that can create inflation, um, one is the central bank, and, and the other is the uh, federal government because they scratch each other's back. It's not corporations. They're just reacting to a, a weaker currency. You know, they, they're earning less in real terms and they're paying more for the inputs. And that's why prices go up. So, 
Yeah. As I said, I don't think it's that important if there's a recession or not, uh, but uh, I think people are feeling it. Yeah, and I, I don't think I've seen a double comment from a president saying that inflation's at three is still at three percent. The price is still rising, but companies need to put prices down. It was just, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite ridiculous. But um, yeah, as you said, there it's uh, there's going to be that fiscal support moving forward. So then, then do you think that the, maybe the big seven can continue to keep going up? So maybe the stock market, or at least the S and P five hundred, will continue to go up as well. There's going to be a greater concentration, or do you think maybe that has to end? soon well to be honest uh, i'm not really don't really care much about the stock market because i'm not really invested that much in it uh they, they could keep going you know uh, uh markets you know can can do things that seem irrational for a lot longer than people expect i remember in 0304 most people were saying you know these markets can't keep going up but they kept going for for another few years uh, yeah, eventually uh, these uh, magnificent seven, uh, they will turn turn around and uh, yeah, they will have a huge impact on things because uh, the other components are not really doing that well. When when they do it, I'm not, you know, I'm not really uh, sure. Maybe if uh, bond yields start rising again, uh, they could. Okay, so uh, what assets are you sort of focusing on? Precious metals and real assets at the moment is that your main focus? Yeah, I always, I'm always of the opinion that investment is not just buying uh, securities in the stock market or bond market; is investing in yourself and also in in your family and helping friends, maybe. But you know, if you're fortunate enough to have extra savings yeah i'm sticking with uh real money physical gold and silver a, a little bit of miners you know gold and silver miners i think uh commodities hard assets are interesting as well um i think the world is focused too much on technology and finance for too long and even uh if we see um you know, uh, a correction in the overall market. You could see a lot of people trying to find alternatives. And that's why uh, I think, you know, gold, silver, and uh, hard assets, uh, commodities are a good place to be. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say ultimately, we are in a, in a situation where gold uh, and silver become like investments because the monetary uh, situation is really precarious, in my opinion. They've inflated so much the system that, um, um, you know, gold and silver become like an investment and not money only because the fiat currencies lose a lot of value. So, uh, yeah, that's how I see it. Uh, I, I don't look at uh, crypto that much. I know people always ask me but you know you have to choose one over the other some people say oh you choose both and i know bitcoin has gone up a lot but uh i'm sticking to um to hard assets yeah okay that makes sense and if we look at goals it's uh had a breakout above its all-time high so it's looking like it's uh in a pretty interesting place but why do you think we've seen such a increase in goals despite because normally i guess people think it's a hedge against uh <laughs> You know, maybe uh, recession and other negative effects, but it's actually going up at the same pace as the stock market is. Well, uh, maybe because 
you know, gold knows that um, they're going to have to keep inflating the system. Some people think they might want to bring it down in a deflationary collapse, but I think politically that would be really difficult because you let everything go down like that. You have a, a great depression very quickly and politicians don't like that. Uh, so I think that's what gold is saying that um, ultimately they'll have to uh, pivot as it's called. And the other thing is, um, yeah, I, I think the market doesn't buy a lot of these CPI uh, numbers, uh, investors. And even though uh, bond yields have gone up, um, you know, real rates are not as big as people think. And I guess also uh, all the other uh, central banks, non-Western central banks, they're loading up on gold at record uh, at a record pace in the last two years. So that's keeping, you know, the price of gold quite uh, elevated but the other thing i tell people uh, you go back uh, you look at uh, if, how many grams of gold you could buy seven years ago uh, in dollars uh, now you can buy 99 percent less so fiat currencies uh, as i've said many times they always go uh, to their intrinsic value of zero so that that's uh, the other reason and uh, the problem is that most of most people in the mainstream e economic uh, press and economists they don't look at gold uh, and silver as money so they I i'm seeing a lot of people saying oh it's uh, puzzling that gold is going up but to me it's not <laughs> yeah it's a good point because i think you know i guess you could say in the 70s it was used as a bit of a safe haven but now many uh, people are using bonds uh, in the past at least 30 or 40 years, but that has been quite terrible in the past year, at least with the yields increasing. So maybe there's a shift back to uh, gold being used as a safe haven because uh, you know the, the value of bonds has depreciated so much because of rising yields. That's right. Yeah, so, so that, that's really interesting. Okay, so, and I think it's a key thing where only a small percentage of uh, assets are actually in precious metals as well. So uh if i'm not mistaken yeah I'm, I'm, is it was a 10 bit uh 10 trillion or there was a, a certain amount of how much has been invested in gold versus other markets so there's still room to uh to go for, for there to be more yeah uh higher price yeah i think there's some statistic uh that came out recently that 70 percent of fund managers have less than one percent of the assets they manage in, in gold so yeah it's very very small uh, and the same thing goes for silver, of course, and the miners. And uh, even if you only have a, a small percentage of all the uh, funny money that's been created uh, go into that sector, it's going to make it uh, really, um, yeah, and make a big difference on, on uh, um, the value of those assets. Agree. Good point. So Mario, thanks again for your time today. I appreciate it. Uh, my last question is, what is one message you'd like people to take away from that conversation? Uh, one message, uh, <laughs> keep your head down, uh, try to get out of debt as much as possible. Um, I, I think there's a lot of people worried, especially here in the UK, where we don't have 30 year mortgages, what they, they need to, what they're going to do when their mortgages come due, maybe in a month or six months time. Yeah, maybe try to fix some of it. Uh, it's not advice. And, but as I said, just try to pay it off. Live within your means and, and don't buy into the uh, mainstream uh, 
and mainstream uh, narratives, I would say. Good point. Yeah, it's easy to uh, live with the Joneses and try and keep up with everyone with, uh, you know, the clothes and the cars and everything they have. But sometimes it's you need to take a step back and, as you said, just be frugal and you can still uh, live a good life. Yeah, you can have uh, one car instead of two or three, and that's still okay. Yeah, or a, a Ford instead of a Porsche. <laughs> Not that I'm in that position, but uh, yeah, that could be the uh, the changes. But yeah, Mario, thanks again for your time. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe so you're notified when new podcasts are released. I hope you're leaving with some great value about investing, trading, and finance. See you on the next show.